Welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast that we do every week, <laughs> and also is a, it's about stuff. It's about Telltale games. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm joined by other host, Dustin Cornelius Jackson. Hello, just a couple of jokers here today. And today we're going to be talking about Batman The Enemy Within, Episode 2, The Pact, released October 3rd, uh, 2017, directed by Matthew Leach, designed by Chris Hawkabout, Rachel Noel, and Chris Schroyer, written by Luke McMullen, Patrick Kevin Day, and Shannon Ingalls. Mitchell, mm-hmm. I'm going to come right out and ask, okay. what did you think of the episode? All right, we can't keep this, we can't keep this energy. People are tuning out already. They're already mad at us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I didn't mean to make you mad. For Batman canon, this is probably a pretty big episode. If you're Mm -hmm. a big, like, paraphernalia of the Batman universe fan, you'll get a kick out of the fact that in this episode, they introduced Harley Quinn, Bane, (laughs) and Mr. Freeze. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot of villains all at one time. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's very funny because when they introduced... We, we talked a lot about tone last episode, how the first season of this felt like a very, like, grounded, still sort of surreal in parts, but grounded, uh, gritty Batman story. A, a, a film noir of a Batman story. And right. this season um, drops that a little bit in favor of, like, Hey, we're going to be showing really campy, traditional Batman characters, and we're just going to let them camp it up. So we're going to abandon a bit of that film noir stuff in, in, in favor of showcasing them at their most. And I think I, I, I went through a little bit of a roller coaster with that thought uh, uh-huh. while playing this episode. Because first they introduce Harley Quinn. And I think Harley Quinn has every possibility of being... A whole ass cartoon, right? Right, yeah. And they they do it a little bit. Like she's very she's silly and extreme, but she's she's grounded in a way that like, oh, this Harley Quinn actually would have fit in the first season. Yeah, um, totally. It may, maybe like a maybe a tad less, right? <laughs> but but still <laughs> still it, it works. And yeah, the when, character's intentionally playing herself up. Yeah, and when they put uh, John Doe, not Joker, but John Doe, with Harley Quinn, uh, it's a very interesting reversal of what you normally see. Yeah, because it's normally very the the Joker makes Harley Quinn in mm-hmm. usually right. Like uh, she was a normal therapist, but she met the most insane person in the world, and she couldn't handle it. And uh, depending on the continuity, either just goes insane from that, or maybe gets thrown into acid. Um, who's to say? <laughs> Whatever flavors your boat. Take your pick. Yeah. Um, it, but like in, in this story, Harley Quinn's a bit more established. She might have been the person to like get John Doe into this life of crime. And, and remember, he's still pre-Joker. Like he's not, he has not called himself the Joker to our knowledge yet. Um, it, it looks like this is the future for him. And that's kind of the anxiety of the whole season of like hey this this guy's teetering on the edge of being the joker he's a powder keg about to blow what is yeah it's it's a reflection i think on two-face because i felt the whole time uh, like the whole time last season with two-face i felt like man i know your whole deal 
is that you're going to be two-faced soon. <laughs> you can't fool me. And well, I, he didn't for you. No, uh, no, he did. He was called two-face and Right, he, he, but he didn't have the two-face. Right, he didn't literally have the face scar. But that <laughs> yeah. but he was two-face. Like he he did right. all the stuff and I kept thinking like if I just if I'm a little nicer if I avoid the face scarring, like you just mentioned, like, yeah. It, <laughs> just if, weave through. If we weave through, can can I prevent this guy from doing this thing? And really, no, you can't. There's no, like, choice path through that first season of Telltale Batman that will prevent you from uh, two-faceifying Harvey Dent. Right. He will get there. Uh, even though you feel like you've got this agency in the world and maybe if you play your cards right and if you're nice to him and if you uh, provide him a, 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 an emotional out that maybe you, he wouldn't have otherwise, you could uh, alleviate him from that terrible, tragic, Shakespearean sort of fate that Harvey D- Dent has. Uh, and no, that's not how the game works. He just will get there. But John Doe actually feels like that. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can steer him onto the path of good. I mean that it that really feels that would be such a uh, a failure of the of the premise. Like I'll I'll say that up front. That I'm not predicting whether it will or won't be this way, but I'm saying that if it's impossible to prevent John Doe from going full Joker, that is a failure of the premise of this game. Yeah, I right? think I can agree with that. It it does feel like that's what they're setting up. It just seems so obvious. Yeah, with Two Face, I, I don't think I viewed it as strictly as that because that's not that's not what the story was necessarily about. No, like that was a, that was a very strong pillar on which the story story was being told. But the story was about Gotham and yeah. uh, specifically the uh, the criminally insane. By that's the phrase they use, right? Um, like that's what the story was about and Two-Face and Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne and Cobblepot were all like structures by which the power of Gotham was shown, uh, along with Mayor Hill, along with Falcone. Uh, those were all power players in, in the, uh, in, in the city that kind of might abuse the trust of the small folk uh and and harvey dent was like an illustration of what if a really good person um is torn down by even higher powers and like could a good person work out in that situation that was that this is much more character based it's not really about overarching ideals yet maybe it will be I could see the season going that way, but th- this is all the, qu- I believe the question you asked me was, what did I think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, for- I forgot I had asked that. Yeah. Sorry. I think I just started saying words. I didn't even realize I had stuff to talk about, <laughs> but yeah. Th- I, anyway, uh, Harley Quinn was cool. I really liked her character in this. Um, yeah. she was, she was intimidating in a way that like, I don't think it Harley Quinn ever actually, has felt intimidating or like that much of a villain. No, because um, she's usually pretty silly. I think this is the first time you could say, oh, this Harley can be scary. Yeah, because like in the older stuff, or not that much older, like the 90s stuff when she was introduced, because um, she's from the animated series first. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she was always so silly that like, yeah, she was a full villain in that, in the way that she's not really that much of a villain often anymore. Um, but when she was a full villain, she she was just silly. But now that she's like a, a bit more powerful and a bit more like a tangible force in the world in some of the modern uh, live action movies like Suicide Squad and uh, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn and the show Harley Quinn, uh, right. she's just not a villain anymore. Like that's that's really not what a villain is. Uh, they, they can say she's the villain, but like she just doesn't do that stuff. That she's often. more of an anti-hero. She's, I mean, she's kind of just a straight hero a lot of the time. Uh, like, it's, yeah, there's, there's some anti-ness about her in terms of her moral uh, ambiguity, her, right. her gray moral direction. But it's, it, it's she's the protagonist a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, or a protagonist, a, a secondary protagonist more often. But, but yeah, anyway, she, she shows up. I, I like her character. She's great. Then we see Bane. Um, well, we then, see Bane first. Oh, you're right. I guess we do see Bane first, but but like uh, I was not expecting that. I so I had a hunch we were going to be seeing Harley, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, but I didn't. I had no idea we were going to see some of these other characters. Yeah, I mean, I I assumed that the group of friends was kind of like a bunch of ro- the rogues gallery, um, but oh, I didn't know which one. I I just thought it was going to be like Harley and then some just nameless goons. Nah, these aren't. That's not Telltale. They'll they'll show you Bane. Gotta don't. Oh, we'll show you Bane. Don't right. worry, we'll show you Bane. We we got your letters, dude. Did you hear about the new Batman game? They show Bane. No, oh my God, what are you saying? They show Full Frontal and Bane. Oh my God, <laughs> I've been waiting so long. Uh, yeah, and Bane's cool too. Bane Bane is actually a bit more traditional. Um, yeah, there's nothing really too different about him. Which, yeah. which is fine. I I'm not going into this thing like, oh, every character needs to be wildly different. No, Bane in uh, the the only major like live action version of Bane we've seen is from The Dark Knight Rises, and in that movie he's played by Tom Hardy, and he's the one that talks like this, and uh, like that's so a fu- that's a funny so- voice. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny in the harley quinn show he's like the best character because they just do that version of bane where they do that bane. Talks like this. <laughs> and he's but he's just kind of like this pathetic guy so he's like oh i have to go to the grocery store please pass the tortilla chips <laughs> yeah that's like exactly what they do with bane and it makes him just the best character in the world i yeah i mean there's a reason everyone does that voice as like just a a frat boy kind of uh <laughs> film quote go-to it's because it's just so fun it's just so fun to do that voice yeah it's it's goofy to hear in like a batman movie where they it, it like in a world where they want you to take it kind of seriously, it's goofy, mm-hmm. but it's so fun to do. Even just doing it then, I was like, oh, this is the best. Yeah, I, I heard something about when Tom Hardy first did that voice for Nolan. He was like, is it like this? <laughs> <laughs> is this what we're going for? And Christopher here? Nolan was like, that's not what I was thinking of, but <laughs> we should we should do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compare that to this one. Where, yeah. Where, it, it's it's just nowhere near the same. Yeah, every time uh, uh, they, they've shown Bane previously, he's had some sort of Latin affect. Yeah. Uh, potentially Mexican. 
um, j- just voice uh, that kind of informs the character because as they show in this episode, like they, they show Bane's little office and they have him have uh, posters of luchadors, uh, of Mexican wrestlers. And they, like, that makes sense. That really puts into context a lot about Bane, right? Uh, right. If, if you don't have that, and he's just some sort of, like, reincarnation of the transatlantic accent that died 50 years ago. Like, okay, well, why why does he talk like that, though? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just made this choice and stuck with it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I but I like what they do here with Bane. He's he's uh, he's back with his Latin affect, and he's like a. Um, I think you wouldn't necessarily consider Bane to be a a typical villain in this world either, because he looked up to the Riddler, and the Riddler was like a vigilante, like Batman, but he just didn't have the like the no killing code. Right. And he he kind of went off the deep end at the end. Bane looked up to Riddler, and Bane uh, Bane's like a union guy. That's like his take here. I like it. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you know what's funny? I didn't even think about it uh, when going through the episode. When when I was playing it, I thought it was normal. But now that you say it out loud, it's like it's it's weird that Mister Big Strong Bane would look up to uh, the Riddler, who was a nerd loser. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think they were, like, morally aligned on... Yeah. Um, probably a, a lot of stuff like the Waynes being a, a scourge on uh, on Gotham, and, and they were kind of right about that, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and, and Bane, Bane's deal, like, he feels like a labor union boss, like an extreme version of it. Uh, last year I played Disco Elysium, and I feel like Bane would really like jive with a lot of what they talk about in that game <laughs> in terms of like work labor unions and stuff, uh, and <laughs> yeah, that being the form it. of like political um, rebellion that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He should play Disco Elysium. He should. He should play Disco Elysium. So like this. This group is now kind of set up like. The Riddler was at the head of it because he was this really old school form of vigilanteism, and Bane is was maybe second in command because he had this uh, very like small person, the the, the average worker, blue collar American uh, defense built into him and like he was working with the riddler's tools to bring that to gotham to to uh like the union force uh and yeah. i think that's a really interesting take on bane every time we've seen bane in notable things he's never th- like he's definitely the bad guy but he's also yeah. um y- you always see this really hum- uh humanized bane in a way that you don't see the Scarecrow or, or like Ra's al Ghul or Joker um, or right, even Right, he's Two-Face. not like a big crazy supervillain guy. Yeah, like even when Two-Face goes evil, he's like, oh, what you're doing is actually very bad. When when Bane is evil, it's like, yeah, you are, <laughs> but 
like even i can see what you're doing is uh like you're just going way extreme on something that kind of has a point Uh, yeah you gotta reel it in but otherwise you're not the worst yeah so i like that and all of this was me kind of gearing up to talk about how fucking on the money exactly what the concept is and no changes to fit the tone whatsoever mr freeze is yeah (laughs) yeah it's just he's just as straightforward mr freeze as it gets which is fine because i think he's a very strong concept for a character yeah no like he he for real uh is is it it might be too far in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it might it might actually just be like a little much um because you've got things like the penguin and uh-huh. they they they, uh, they rationalize the fact that he wears this mask that makes him look like a penguin because it's almost like a plague doctor mask, right? Uh, because of the gas stuff that was going around, and like they they take these things that are campy and pretty funky on their own, and they turn them into like they they go out of their way to rationalize why it w- would work in a world like this. Like the Catwoman dresses up like a cat mostly because it is coincidentally the best way to dress up like it, it, as a thief. Uh, and then she just <laughs> added the ears. Like the ears are really yeah, the only fun. thing like, well, it's already a cat suit is what you yeah, I mean, we, we can have fun with suit. it. Yeah. We can have fun with it. Let's add the ears. Why not? <laughs> I'm not going to not fit through a vent because of these ears. Let's add yeah. them. <laughs> um, yeah. And Mr. He's just, he's a cold guy. That's his deal. He's he blue cold, he because blue. he's cold. <laughs> that's true that i i get what you're saying yeah uh l- like they give they say his backstory um it, it's like a sad wife backstory you know and that made right. him icy cold <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah sad wife icy cold it all adds up it, yeah it really it it circle makes the square really uh <laughs> but mr freeze he's he's it it's like I miss the film noir stuff a little bit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess I miss what they did season one. I thought it was more effective. Uh, See, that that's interesting, because I, I get that. But remember, I thought season one was a little too dry, and I feel like I'm liking the, the a little more fun we're getting here, a little more. Yeah, well, I think part of it is just coming down to like, Season one was trying to tell a story about an ideal, and season right. two is trying to tell a story about a plot. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just about the characters now, and that's not bad. It makes for characters that are, they've got a little bit more going on. I think Alfred in this season has more going on than Alfred in the last season, but the story as a whole probably has less going on because of that. Um and it just kind of depends what you're looking for. Yeah, and and like with with Mr. Freeze, he's obviously not supposed to be a main one, right? <laughs> <laughs> he might you, die out in the next episode, and I think that's that true. that would he be totally a f- could. He's a safe, killable character. <laughs> I mean, Riddler died. Riddler died, although he's still in, he's still at play. Uh, yeah, for he's some not reason. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm wondering where that's going to go. Yeah. Um, okay. 
So that that was uh, that was me sort of diarrhea at the mouthing. That was not good pod. I just no. Had to I say liked what I had what we're talking say. about. Okay, okay. Well, I think it was a good pod actually. If you if you compliment me too much, I'll lose my ability to self edit. Hey, you know, uh. Do a better job, why don't you? Okay. Is well, that better? See, Is that better no, balance? That hurt my feelings, so we need to oh. find a middle ground. <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what was... um? I, I wanted to ask you, like, there were a lot of cool moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. But what was your big, like, takeaway? Walking away from the episode, what was the thing that you were thinking about the most, do you think? Uh, I was really wowed by the John Doe stuff, because at this yeah. point, when we ended last week's episode, I was thinking, oh, he's just going to become the Joker and that's it. But no, I really liked in this episode how showing how, no, he is really, he's in a position where he could go either way, and you just have to try and really hope that he leans to not do the Joker. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I thought it was a really interesting way to portray the character. There was a moment where I was thinking, like, is he already the Joker, and he's trying to trick me? Uh, that's what that's what I thought was going to happen. That's what I thought up until now. Like during episodes four or five of season one, when we just met him, I was wondering, like, are you already Jokering? Yeah, like he's Joker, but he's on the down low. He's John Doe, so people don't know he's the Joker and immediately are afraid. You have to That's tell me if you're a Joker. First. Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, this episode, really, no. He's he's a guy who's very... He, he's in a position where he can be persuaded. Like, I don't want to say he's a blank slate, but you can have a strong... He can be very influenced at where he's at right now he's innocent in a way not like not not like innocent as in he hasn't done anything wrong but innocent as in oh he is a guy who is here he just like legit wants friends at this point and yeah. he has fallen in with the worst crowd <laughs> yeah he this is the episode where they finally let you into his inner circle his like literally his living space is in this yeah, his episode. life his mm. he's got a little house in the larger house um, <laughs> that's fun yeah it is fun and uh he's got ha 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 and like the big smile written all over the walls so i'm gonna get really mad if he gets the big smile later on because i'm like well he he's clearly already had it he drew it on the walls yeah, I don't want you to be a joker, but you might be too jokered at this point. Yeah, you you might be you might be too far gone. Uh you're But I really like the little touches like we were talking about earlier about how uh the Harley and Joker roles are kind of flipped. And yeah. like if you look at the pictures on his wall, you can see like he's really smiling up. He's like, I'm just hanging out with uh this wonderful gal and in each picture she's like, Ugh, get this fucker out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it it's it's not a relationship where I think Harley doesn't like John, but I think that um, she's not in a rush to do anything for him either. It feels like at this point, he is a means to an end. He has, she has her, no, she has him on her team and that's good. I, I, I don't think she like dislikes him. Although in those pictures, she looked pretty like 
unamused. Well, she was certainly be. annoyed about the pictures, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like she, like, wants a relationship with this guy. It kind of feels like she's... I don't know if she's, like, leading him on at this point, but... Mm-hmm. She's she is flirty with him, but you can tell he's just like, oh boy, oh boy, isn't she just swell? Yeah, yeah. She she's uh, I I think I read like a little bit of charm coming off of John onto Harley. Like I I think Harley's like a little bit charmed with John. I think John wouldn't be there if that weren't the case. True, um, true. But like, why it's... why what reason would they have to keep him around otherwise? Yeah, I mean, he seems good in a scrap, and he's got, like, uh, really good improvisational skills, which is yeah. the Joker's MO, right? Um, it's he's it's really interesting. Because he's not usually superpowered at all. Yeah, it's really interesting having uh, his role in this gang. He's kind of, like, the bottom rung of the ladder right now. Yeah. Like, well, he kind of feels like... you. Yeah, besides you when you join, yeah. But, like, in this big group of uh, supervillains... Having uh, who could potentially become the Joker be like the guy at the bottom that every people it seems like people just kind of tolerate him being around other than Harley. Uh, like he doesn't he doesn't really talk to Bane or Freeze that much, so it's hard to get a grasp on their relationship. But it seems like he is really happy to be there and they are indifferent. Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting. Just everything about this, I feel like, is... We, we were kind of talking last episode how uh, the stuff they do with Riddler is just kind of... It feels just kind of like typical Batman fare. And this isn't, like, totally different. This still feels like, oh, you have your supervillains. They're over the top. Uh, but just the way they're handling John himself, or how they're handling Joker in this story, is a very different way to do it, which I like. Yeah, John Doe as a concept is very foreign to Batman. I like it a lot, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's a chance that we can steer him so far off of the line of being Joker onto the path of being Robin. I brought that up before. I brought that up in in a different episode. That would be fun. That would be great. Yeah, I don't think they will because Robin doesn't have green hair. (laughs) That's, yeah. I mean, sorry, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> love to have you on as Robin, but uh, you got to do something about the hair. But they do a good job of like getting you on John's side. Like, yeah, in season one, it was just like, when is he gonna Joker? When it, when is this gonna happen? But here they make him into a sympathetic character. It's like you want to help him stay clear of that life. Instead, I think about how in season one, I was like. Oh, Harvey Dent, I have the opportunity to let him get his face melted and become Two-Face? Well, I gotta let that happen. That's just how it goes. But now here, I'm like, if I can prevent this guy from becoming the Joker, that would be so cool. Yeah, I would really like it. I I would want him to not Joker. I'm really hoping that's where this is headed. How sane do you think he'd be, even if not Joker? Do you think he'd be like really erudite and hang out at libraries more no i don't i i feel like (laughs) the way he is as john doe he would still be like interrupting funerals every day Um, every day yeah he's he he still wouldn't be like cool they gotta stop letting him live in the funeral parlor (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's he doesn't pay for it just don't let him stay there tell him to live somewhere else 
So there, there's there's a bunch of plot points that happen throughout this episode, but I want to talk about one in the middle um, that I resonated Ooh. with the most, which is that uh, you you find out that you're supposed to meet John at a bar, mm-hmm. and John's giving like maybe therapy to, to someone else who was um, Zaz, right? Like the puppet master, right? Um, who, who was also in Arkham with him. And, uh, it seems like bad therapy, but like, for some reason he's just earnestly doing it, uh, which is charming in a way. Well, it's, it's one of those cases where like, you don't know if it's on the up and up or not. Like you just kind of come in the middle of it. Like it could be sketchy. The guy's talking about, uh, giving him medicine and who knows if it's like actual medicine. Yeah. You, You don't see it. So it could just be like drugs, something shady. I like to think he's trying to actually help people, though. Like, he's helping Bruce. I mean, yeah. He's also making it harder for everyone he helps and is not good at it. Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) not everyone's good at everything. He should be better at some things. He's good at smiling. Oh, not as good as he will be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but anyway, like, they're, they're about to leave the bar and john says like hey it's time to meet up with my friends and uh, by the way i think i'm in love it's this woman harley quinn and if you could just like just be a wingman dap me up bro and (laughs) uh you as bruce have the opportunity to say like yeah sure i'll help you out man Uh, i really want to help him out but she's bad news she's very bad news yeah she gets in the car and she immediately has this, like, overly intense, intimidating aura that, like, she she has her big metal hammer. Yeah, uh, that, that's already strike one. Yeah, and it's, I was wondering how they were going to do, like, the hammer of it all in this universe. but It's just a normal sledgehammer. Yeah, but it's a sledgehammer that, like... You really put two and two together. If, like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking about this like a toy mallet. If if yeah. I think about this, this is actually a horrifying weapon. Yeah. Um, and, like, y- y- you get the feeling, oh, she's not actually going to hurt you in the car. But, like, wow. This, this little, uh, just the way she's talking and the way she's got John wrapped around her finger. It, it's so intense and, and, like, actually pretty scary. It's the, I think it's the most intimidated I felt as the player by anything in this season so far. I I totally agree. The the intensity of this, uh, I have it in my notes. I was just saying, this is a very stressful episode. It feels like anything could go wrong at any time. And you have to appeal to so many different people. Yeah. It just feels like one wrong move could send this whole thing just up in flames. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure everyone's probably had a few moments in their life where they're hanging out with someone who is maybe a loose friend or like a friend of a friend and they're just being too loud in public or uh, <laughs> like just making too much of a scene of themselves or, or um, like dressed incredibly scandalously for like the thing that you're doing, what whatever it is uh, like, and, and you just have this like itch on the back of your neck of like, I'm not going to be embarrassed by you. Like I, it's not that, but it's, 
it's it's something like please just please calm down i can't just tell you to i can't just tell you to calm down yeah but this is but you feel like if yeah if you say the wrong thing you could piss off their friend that you're also trying to be friends with yeah yeah it's like harley you are way too over the top but i my man john here i really do not want to get on his bad side but you're making it very hard yeah and, and you take that feeling and then you wrap it up with also like putting lives on the line yeah um like people could die if she doesn't calm down and uh like whoa what what a what an intense feeling i don't know if there's been like the walking dead had some the walking dead had some villains who who were like approaching this level of like intimidation but certainly not in the other batman series and like not in too many other places in this uh, like not Borderlands, not Wolf Among Us, not really Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones maybe a little bit more, but not so much. I, 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 you kind of get a similar feeling in Game of Thrones where it's like, I'm trying to just stay on everyone's good side, but someone is going to get pissed and something bad is going to happen at some point. Yeah, you, you know, you know who felt intimidating in Game of Thrones was uh, that guard at King's Landing who t- uh, tells you to come to the garden. And, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. And like he's just decided, well, and you know, that's why I have to kill you. And Yeah, sorry. Like uh yeah, that that one that that one was like kind of intimidating. Then you but, kill him? Yeah, but really this Harley Quinn one. This one like this is a powerful scene. And Yeah, uh, totally. And John's just like, isn't she great? Isn't she just the bee's knees? Yeah, and and she uh <laughs> She does this thing where she uh, she says, "Hey John, can you go to that corner store and get me a slushy? I'll give you a buck." And he gets out <laughs> of the car and he walks to the store, gets a slushy, comes back. And I it on a I cannot imagine how John interacted with the cashier at the store. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like someone we should be keeping tabs on all your interactions. I don't know if you bought it. <laughs> I don't know how well, you didn't. got it. <laughs> he, yeah, it turns out he didn't because the guy comes out saying, hey, come back, you're a thief. Well, no, that was for the car. Oh, oh, my God. I was thinking it was for the slushy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, he's he really, that really meant a lot to him. No, because, the, yeah, that guy came out before I think Harley Quinn gets there. Right? No, he chases you off when you drive off. But you drive off before... Don't you drive off before Harley? No, no, Harley gets there. She tells Joker to get her uh, the slushy, and then mm. you drive off in the car, and then he comes running back saying, "Hey, you thief!" <laughs> yeah, no, that's for the car. <laughs> I thought I thought he got really angry. He stole the slushy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you leave the Seven Eleven if someone steals a slushy. <laughs> I think you yeah, get that's... past the door, and you're like, "Well, you know, that's five cents. I'm not going to see again." The cost <laughs> yeah, of a slushy. I... I guess I'll live. <laughs> um, and then uh, Harley, she's she's just being she's using a lot of body language to be overpowering, but also sexual in a way right. that is very specifically meant to put Bruce on edge. Uh, so she like leans over the seat that you're sitting in and tries to give you some of the, some of the slushy, and then <laughs> John Doe looks at you and he's like. <gasps> 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it lo- said John Doe is getting jealous. Yeah, John Doe. Wait, did you take some of the slushy? I did take some of the slushy. <laughs> I had a sip. And he got, de- yeah, that's what I thought would happen. I didn't do it. And I said, I no, but I bet a- John would love some. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the right call. For me, I just took it because I didn't want to, Har- I was so scared of Harley at that point. I didn't want to piss her off. So I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have a sip of the slushy. And it said, uh, uh, that made John jealous. <laughs> and he just uh, kind of looked a little sad. Yeah, I have, I have this in my notes. Harley wants me to drink the slushy, and this is hard because I love ice drinks. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to sip the slushy. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked about this too much on the show. I love iced drinks. I love slushies. I love slurpees. I love ices. They're my they're my favorite. I love them. Every time I go to the movies, I get one. Uh, every time I go to the Burger King, I get one. Uh, that's so, that's so interesting. I'm not a slushy guy. I'm not like an iced drink kind of person. I love crushed ice drinks. I love them. So for what Harley to offer ice? me some, it was it, I knew I shouldn't because of my good <laughs> friend John, but right. uh, it was genuinely hard, genuinely kind of hard. Yeah, I I didn't think taking a sip of it would be like, oh yes, please, Miss Harley, don't mind if I do. It was more just okay, okay. Uh, we're all cool. We're all friends here. We'll all enjoy a slushy. I was also trying to play Bruce Wayne as r- really aggro in this moment. <laughs> um, like, not putting up with Harley's shit. Um, Interesting. Not intimidated by Harley and also not um, sexualized by Harley. N- n- not right. on either side of Harley. Like, it's not it's not going to work on me. I'm just doing you the do shit. You do nothing for me. You do nothing for me at all, you attractive clown. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she, she asked Bruce, like, Hey, by the way, do we do you mind if we stop at your work so we can steal something from you? And you have to be like, sure, I want that. I want that actually. <laughs> that actually <laughs> sounds really good. Yeah, I think we should do that. Um, <laughs> and they <laughs> they break into the uh, the office. You talk to your security guy, and it went, goes well. And then you walk past, and then you see like behind you, Harley Quinn comes up and smashes his face. With a uh, her hammer somehow non lethally, um, yeah. She said it was just a little bump on the head. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. It seems lethal to me. <laughs> yeah, I get maybe it was. We don't see him after that. Oh wait, no, we find out he was fine. Yeah, yeah, no, we do. I just, I just think that should kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should be dead, and I'm angry you're not. Um. Uh, yeah, and like you run into your um, like second in command of the company, and Harley almost attacks her, and you need to like back her What's off her name, of her. Regina, Re- I think it's Regina. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it like you need to lure them into your own secret lab and show Harley Quinn and the Joker where your tech is and how to get to it. Um, like, th- there's a lot that's happening here that should, it'll, it'll put you really uneasy. Uh, j- just Harley Quinn. I've never, I would never have guessed that she would be the character that would, yeah. like, they just write her so well. They, they really make her 
an intimidating presence. Because I the thing about Harley Quinn is that I think she's a fun character, but I've never really understood like the drive to boost her up in the rogues gallery in terms of importance because she she just doesn't have so much going on she's not super intelligent she's just pretty smart and right. she's not like crazy strong or super strong she's just like ki- kind of good with her hammer uh yeah and between that like that's not this should she shouldn't be a problem <laughs> not for for <laughs> batman like not really a, an issue this is the first incarnation of harley quinn that i've ever seen actually that makes me think like oh shit okay i can actually see she can be an intimidating force yeah if she needs to go hand to hand with batman like she will lose but she will never have to do that because she is a master manipulator in person to person interaction yeah very cool take yeah yeah um just a scary person <laughs> Uh, how do you how did you uh, engage with Tiffany in this episode? Tiffany Fox, Lucius's daughter and orphan. Right, since she uh, was just kind of there in the lab. Right, she was in the back room. Yeah, um, I told her that uh, Lucius worked with Batman. He uh, it was a dangerous job, but they uh, worked together. And uh, I told her, look, I got a good reason for doing this, but you got to trust me. And she seemed pretty uh, accepting of that. But uh, it said she was worried at yeah. the end. Yeah. I Oh, I got that too. Exactly. Uh, I was really glad that they let us actually finally tell her stuff. Um, yeah, for a little bit anyway. A, a little bit of it. That, like, your father worked with Batman is not the same as... Dude, I I'm, am Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Your father worked with Batman, who is me. Who is me. Your father worked with me and Batman. At the same time, because it, we are the same. <laughs> yeah, well, it was either me or Batman most of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Batman does not work with me. <laughs> I, I have a year in my notes after the phrase, Your father worked with Batman, I wrote, Please just let me talk normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which it it seems like because you have a conversation with alfred later so it seems like it'll come up at some point you'll get to tell her yeah um yeah i just i just want to say normal things to her and i <laughs> <laughs> uh but but yeah I'm, I'm glad that we finally got that up because I, I i was a little frustrated last episode uh about the box they put me in because of the choices they gave me Right, um, because like I, th- I think I just as a person who's existed on Earth for about three decades, I would be able to do a better job than Bruce did. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, in at the funeral house specifically in the last episode, you I, I would you be able that, to do but that if, better. It, you say that, but if you were in that exact situation at that exact time for real and not in a video game, I still would you be I, able I to come out and say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Batman." No, that would not be my approach, and and maybe maybe you fuck up because that's I, <laughs> because that's not what I would do. <laughs> my approach would be, uh, your father and I were working on something that we both knew was very dangerous, although we did not know the specifics of why or how it would be dangerous, and we made a bad risk. But it's because we were working 
on something that I would love to tell you more about so you understand where we're coming from. And instead, you, you can't say anything like that because like the options they were giving you were like either lie and say, I didn't give your father the thing or say, yeah, I did. And I would do it again. <laughs> like I would neither blow of those him up 30 good. times. Clearly there's a middle ground telltale. Yeah. You don't have to say, I, I hope Lucius would blow up again and again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, I understand it's a limitation of the format they've chosen, but maybe that means right. work on the, the format. Because if they give me two options, and either of, like, both of them are on the extremes, and it's not just that I would have picked something in the middle, it's, if they didn't give me a choice, I would have just assumed Batman would say something in the middle. Because it's the right. only obvious thing to say, and that's mm. not an option. And it's not an option because of the circumstances limiting it. It's not an option just because I guess Bruce Wayne didn't think of it because he's not that smart. <laughs> yeah, he's only smart when he's Batman mode. Yeah, <laughs> it's the tech that makes him smart. And the guy that made the tech <laughs> died, so now he can't be smart anymore. Now he's dumb Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That'd Poor be kid. great. I'd play that game. Dumb Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, stop. <laughs> Uh, can I talk about something, uh, an aspect of the story that I, I don't feel is doing anything for me and I kind of okay. don't feel is going anywhere? Okay. Amanda Waller. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of hard. I, I, I just don't really have that much to go off of right now, but it doesn't seem like, maybe it's just because I'm just kind of like passively on her side. She doesn't feel like she has a very strong presence. Yeah, yeah, because, like, she's got this leverage over you. She knows you're Bruce Wayne. She knows Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. That's mm -hmm. significant. The only other people that know that are Alfred uh, and Selina Kyle, who wasn't around in either of these two episodes until the very end of this one, where it's revealed that Catwoman is, like, a new member of this rogues gallery group, which is weird, because, right. like, you wouldn't think Catwoman would be that way, um, based on well, what we saw last season. Well, she's worked with some villains. Yeah, but like this feels different. Kind Maybe of. I mean it's it might just be a, another paying job, like in the Maybe. last one where she was paid to do something. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I think like in episode five of last season, Catwoman kind of left saying, "Bruce, do you really think I'm a good person?" And you have the option to say like either yes, no, or you can be. It's more complicated than that. And then she's like, mm, what if I'm a shitter? And leaves. Uh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe that, this Bruce? is a, sort of making good on that. Like, no, she was a shitter, actually. <laughs> actually, I suck. Sorry. Yeah. Just because you had sex, Bruce, you think you're cool? You think you're cool <laughs> with this woman? No, you are not cool. Um, yeah, so she's she's got some uh, staying power here. What were we talking about? Oh, Amanda Waller. Uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller. Uh, yeah, she, she's got this leverage on you, and it keeps being brought up as, as, like, the reason that you should stay under her authority. But she also says, like, earlier on, like, hey, I'm not going to tell anyone. I just I just want to work with you. Just be cool. And I just want to work with Batman. I, like, can constantly go back and forth between um, Amanda. I don't 
have any problem with you. Just say what you want to happen and we'll, we'll get it done. Because, like, there's there's reasons Amanda Waller can be a shitty person. Uh, mm. But we haven't really seen them so much yet. Uh, no. Even even in this episode, it says, like, uh, Amanda Waller hated that you called uh, Gordon before her. Yeah. But that doesn't... She's fine with it after. She's just like, that sucked, but whatever. You know, we're I'm working... We're on the same team here, Batman. Yeah, and it's also like I got a boo-boo, so I called my friend, not my boss. Yeah, I wrote down in my notes, if Amanda Waller says anything about this, fuck her. I was beaten within an inch of my life here today. I got a boo-boo. Instead of yelling at me, don't tell me I did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's this power struggle between Gordon and Amanda Waller. And Waller's like, hey, I will only be here during the amount of time it takes to get uh, into this this uh, villains group and take them down. And that's exactly how long I want to take here. Right. Yeah, and uh, I think that's respect. I think that's fine. <laughs> like, the, the, the fact that Gordon's having a problem with it is like... Man, I gotta be tight with Gordon. I can't say anything that's not tight with Gordon because I made that choice earlier. That like one of my core Gordon, things we're bro- I feel we're about so is that bros. I'm I'm cool with Gordon. But uh, yeah, like at the same time, like it's Amanda's making really um, reasonable things. Like she's doing reasonable things. Yeah, Gordon was saying how uh, she she doesn't care about the law. She works outside the law. But she's been fine so far. She hasn't, like, made any strong impressions. Yeah, and also, like, the, the thing that <laughs> you hear... The the thing that you hear more about Waller is, like, oh, she'd mm-hmm. let her own agents die in order to get a score. Something like that. And that's... The exact opposite happens in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, she's like, I, I'm not risking any of my agents. Yeah, she's... Uh, Bruce Wayne tells Amanda Waller, hey... There's this group. Uh, it's the group you want. They're trying to uh, rob an armored truck or whatever. And they're going to be at this place soon. Uh, so you you tell her that. The, and then the agency people show up. There's a fight. They start to lose. And then Waller just says, yeah, you know what? Actually, let the let the group take the thing. I, I'm giving up on this fight. Which is frustrating. But at the same time, like... Yeah, that is not the thing I've heard about Waller. So I don't even know yeah. what to be mad at her about yet. Like, uh, like it's frustrating you you let the you were this close and then kind of just backed off. But also, I get it at least. It, yeah, it, I it's you're it's working not for your like, people. Yeah, it's not like frustrating in a way where it's like, oh, this is like a weird, unbelievable move to have happen. It's it's frustrating for Bruce, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, so like every every second scene in this game is something about like, well, can we really trust Waller? And like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm done already. <laughs> I'm done already with that. Just she's like fine. Let's do the let's do Waller's thing, and then she'll leave, and then like Gordon will be yeah, back in command. 
Yeah, that it would be so funny if it was just like this really petty rivalry that's one-sided on Commissioner Gordon's side. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, she's bad news, Batman. Her department sucks. Oh, she's trying to steal my authority. And then she's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'll be out of here. Don't worry about it. It's like, cool. And uh, Gordon's like, mm! <laughs> Did you see the first of the two Suicide Squad movies? No. There's a scene in that movie where... Um, they, like, the agency is using four of their, like, programmers or hackers or whatever, and they're in this, like, computer lab, and they're trying to figure out something about their enemy. I forget the specifics of it. Um, but at some point, uh, one of the hackers goes, like, we got it, Waller, we got it, we can tell the Suicide Squad where to go. And Waller says, thanks, and then takes that information and then, like, gives it to another assistant, and the assistant runs off with the information. And then Waller takes out a gun and shoots all four of her hackers in the in the back of the head, like, one after the other. Um, right. And, and, and kills them point blank. And, like, one of the Suicide Squad is there watching her do it, and then she turns to him, and he's, she is like, I had to. They were, It was classified information, and they weren't cleared. And then, like, the Suicide Squad guy goes, hey, hey man, I get it. You, you made a hard call just now. It's one of those things. Um, and, like, that's a, that's a things. fucked up thing for Waller uh-huh. to have done. That That's, like, the extreme end of what I kind of thought we were going to get with, like, yeah. this Waller trying to say, like, oh, she only cares about the bottom line. She doesn't have a code like us. She and- takes things too far, but for, I guess, reasons that make sense in the end. Yeah, like I, I like a perceived greater good, but yeah. like even then, it's like, well, it's, if it's just your opinion on a greater good, then it's yeah. Like, you didn't have to do that. You could have just asked them nicely not to. <laughs> okay, now no one talk about this. <laughs> Everyone keep right. this hush hush. And then the one guy that says, "I might talk about this," you can shoot him in the head, right? Yeah, that would. It, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, he he was he fucked around and found out. Yeah, but like I for for how much I really don't like that movie, I don't think it's very good. Um that one <laughs> scene I I think sells the idea of Waller. Um right. and like this game not only doesn't seem like she wouldn't do that, it seems like she's on the opposite side of that moral dilemma. So like I don't even know what we're upset at her about. Uh Yeah, I mean she she's looking out for her people, so what's the big deal? Yeah. What's her problem? Yeah. Um, I maybe we'll see something going for, but I feel like now after that, I wouldn't believe it if they made her if they made her go too far, because C- she's shown already that she won't. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if there was a like more of a strategic ad- advantage that she's not talking about yet in giving be. the Riddler's body to this group. Yeah, I mean we're only two episodes in. It, it maybe there is a bigger purpose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- the obvious thing is like, well, is there a tracker in the body? Because uh, well, then, then you just know where they are. Just blow it up, you know, like yeah. send, send a billion agents in there. It'll be OK. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, how can you fight Bane? He seems pretty unbeatable, but he's pretty big. Um, yeah, he beat the shit out of Batman. Yeah, but like a bullet would do it, right? Or like a bunch of bullets. This episode. Yeah, a bunch might do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like or like he, a big swinging axe. Yeah, he's he's super strong, but not magic. <laughs> yeah, like he will he'll die if you feed him a bomb. 
That would be so insane if that's what happened. <laughs> we, we can't break the skin with normal bullets, so we need to feed you a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> we stuffed it in his chicken pot pie. Uh, there was this episode of the, the Marvel show Luke Cage. Luke Cage's thing is that he's, he's super strong, but also in addition to that, he has literally unpierceable skin. Uh, okay. So he tries, I think he tries to kill himself. Or, or like, for other, for whatever reason, he aims a rifle at his face and and pulls the trigger, uh-huh. and the concussion he got was really bad. But like, it never pierced the skin. So like, even like there was bruising internally, but he he would get over it. But like, it it, it couldn't kill him. The the maybe Bane's got something like that going on. Okay. Uh, but also, I kind of don't think so. I think he's just strong. I think that's that that's like what his vials are for. It's for like pumping up. It's like steroids, but yeah, the venom, like super steroids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it probably could protect him from a few bullets at least. Yeah, and like Mister Freeze, I think you just like he's a cold guy. You warm him up, and it'll work. Yeah, yeah. Put him in like put him mittens. in the microwave for like ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, he'll be a normal guy at the end, and then you can shoot him. Oh no, I'm no, I'm Mister Normal. Yeah, John Doe and Harley Quinn are completely killable. Like, if you have spy tech, they they shouldn't be an issue. Like it, this this gang of people that like the agency knows where their hideout is, thanks to Bruce. They right. know what all these people are doing. They just yeah, just none of them get them. Yeah, none <laughs> of them are like magic people. Yeah, you know what? It's it's that thought because, like in the, in the first season, there was just this issue of uh, no one knew who Lady Arkham was, mm-hmm. and uh, Oswald Cobblepot was like protected by his position and culture, and like there was all this stuff, and, and uh, Harvey Dent and Mayor Hill were both protected by their positions and culture as well. In this, it's like everyone wants these guys dead. Do, do it, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and uh, maybe we'll see that going forward. I guess, I, it, I guess that we is will. true. Yeah, and yeah. like, I think, I think the uh, the thing we'll run into is that you don't want John Doe dead. Um, so yeah, you'll have to make some hard calls about that. But like for right now, I don't see how this situation got out of hand so far. I <laughs> <laughs> what happened here, guys? Yeah, I think we're. <laughs> I think we 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 really lost the plot. <laughs> uh, the agency could have done this. They could have taken care of this. I don't know why yeah. I'm here for them. <laughs> I like that thought that Bruce is wondering exactly the same thing. What? All right, come on. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the movie Baby Driver? No, but I heard good things about it. I'm doing a lot of have you seen this movie? Uh, and I'm saying podcast. no to all of them. <laughs> Well, if you've seen the movie Baby Driver, you might know that Jamie Foxx is in it, and uh-huh. he has a character in that movie that um, I I wonder if there was any inspiration between the writers of that and the writers of this. I don't know which one came out first, uh, insofar as the characterization of Harley Quinn in the car scene specifically. Okay. Um, of, of like being intentionally antagonistic in it designed to push this one guy's buttons to see how far 
they can go to see if he's actually loyal, like sort of a test by way of being really awkward and violent and uh, just off-putting the whole way through. Um, And in the movie Baby Driver, Baby solves it by driving the car in a way that kills Jamie Foxx. And I think that maybe maybe Bruce could have tried it <laughs> with Harley Quinn. I like he's the the problem with Bruce is that he doesn't kill Harley Quinn or anyone else because like again this is just like it's so fast. He doesn't <laughs> want to kill people. Yeah, I guess I don't either. But it does feel yeah, I like wouldn't. Amanda Waller would would and like she just could. Yeah, she you could know? just come in here and do it. Yeah, and she's a coward, honestly. Yeah, I think I think Gordon like does Gordon kill people if if pressed? I don't know if he's got the same I code. I, don't know. I think he tries not to, but I also don't think it's like he would never. I feel like he wouldn't. The, my impression of Gordon is he is very, very law abiding. Obviously, I f- I feel like he wouldn't kill people. Like, at least try not to. I mean, I think he would definitely try not to, but I also think that his uh, he's got a lot of cops under him who, yeah. whose lives are frequently at danger, and he would absolutely kill someone before letting one of them get hurt. Right. Um, yeah. Um, at the end of the episode, in that like showdown between the rogues gallery and the agency, uh, you have, you see Bane and Harley Quinn like, just going to literally kill some agents. Just, like, about to destroy them. And you have the choice of heading one or the other off. And either one you do, um, you just, like, preemptively knock out the agents who are about to be killed by Bane or Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, which one did you choose? I chose Harley, and I don't know why I Interesting. chose Harley. Okay, I chose Like, Bane. I guess, I, yeah, oh, cool. Well, what, what happens with go? Harley? Okay, with Harley, uh, she's about to smash this guy in the car's head in, and uh, you stop her from doing it. How do you do that? You pull him out of the car and just kind of push him to the ground and say, hey, stay down. (laughs) Okay, cool. You you have the opportunity to knock him out if you want. Like, maybe that would appeal to Harley more. But she didn't seem upset that I didn't hurt the guy. So... As the as the getaway truck is going, is anyone left behind? Bane. Bane's left behind. Okay, so Harley is left behind for me. So that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, so what happens with Bane left behind? Um, so you see him get shot once, and it doesn't look like it hurts him that much. You just see, you know, like a small blood spray, and he's like, ah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you drive away, and he yells out, cowards! Interesting, and okay. Yeah, so he's pissed at us now. And back at the hideout, uh, I, I forget if it's John. Someone says, like, oh, he's probably going to want to kill us if he finds us. Interesting. That's a, that's a different dynamic than I have. Uh, oh, what happened with you? Well, so we have to leave Harley behind. And... Uh, I, I bet you feel like Bane is a hypocrite here because in my version, Bane says, "No, we're not gonna, going back for her. We can't. We're not. We're not going to risk everything just to go back for one of uh, a person like that. We're not going to do it." Yeah, it's it, it's different when <laughs> Bane's on the receiving end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
but like John Doe is in the truck with you and sees Harley being left behind and he's screaming and he has this like uh like child's temper tantrum like throwing his arms up and like cupping his head and like he can't fathom what's going on he's like having a right. hard time coming to terms like N- y- y- you can't let her behind no and like he's he's just having an awful time in a way right. that like it it really looks like it messes with him uh so maybe i'm like 10 percent more toward joker than you right now i don't know you're more on the joker you're walking on the joker side because harley was left behind and when uh when they get back to the the headquarters john goes we have to go back for her we have to go back for her right now and uh bane says she's not worth it we can't do it but then you can promise you have the option to promise john i promise we'll go back and get her uh and i did do that which i don't nice. i didn't feel good about because i think i'll have yeah, to yeah i don't it. know if we're gonna <laughs> yeah i think this you know might what be john a, we've a llama in hell be. situation <laughs> <laughs> this might just be a well maybe someone else will save her yeah a real llama is stuck on the pressure plates <laughs> thing like i don't know if i actually can come back and get her <laughs> uh what a what a phrase to use uh, yeah, i think I... that's a llama on the pressure plates we gotta leave him behind Ah, man, this is one of those llama on the pressure plate situations. (laughs) Uh, If if you've only, like, tuned in for our Batman episodes, you might not know that we're referencing uh, Season 2 of Minecraft Story Mode, where you have to leave a llama behind on some pressure plates, and you have the option to promise or not whether you're going to come back for the llama, and you don't. Uh, Someone else gets it for you. (laughs) I love that that's become a reference. Like, once we finished talking about minecraft season two i thought we were just done ever it's not going to be like new tales from the borderlands where we're constantly bringing it up but i'm glad i'm glad that it's become a phrase i i I think minecraft season two kind of stayed with me um it did me too i liked it a lot i just didn't think we'd be bringing it up again on the show you know what didn't stay with me was guardians of the galaxy i think that one i've i've like wiped a bit from my head i i liked it but i think i'm kind of there with you where it's it i i thought it was good but it is just kind of a disposable story at the same time yeah and of it's, course it's minecraft that, is also a disposable story but like yeah but it's interesting how that one stuck with us because it kind of grew on us more than we expected it to yeah there's concepts like in there that like i think are are hefty concepts and still worth thinking about uh, yeah. Like a llama like the stuck on the, some pressure plates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. Llama stuck on the pressure plates again. Yeah. And like Romeo's whole story as an admin, like building a city on top of the world in order to start over. Like the, those those yeah. kinds of ideas are like, I think the, the equivalent in Guardians of the Galaxy was like your one choice to bring someone back. And that's what the <laughs> whole, like you you can choose to bring one person back. And that was yeah. what the whole story was about. Whereas with Minecraft, like even just some of the more inconsequential stuff, I I kind of re- I'll remember it more. I think. Yeah, I I think part of it is also like I don't think they did a bad job with the characters in Guardians, but it really does just feel like oh we're doing the movies, but we yeah. can't do what the movies do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff like in those like middle Telltale games we've played, uh, where 
it's just specific things that I'll remember from them for a while. Uh, yeah. Like, I think Game of Thrones is a big one for this, where, um, it, like, it didn't hit Walking Dead levels at all. But there's, in, in almost every episode of Game of Thrones, there was, like, at least one thing that happened that I was like, oh, that's a that's a concept that I don't know if I've seen in too many other places. I'll, I'll remember that. Uh, uh-huh. Like, like how the whole, remember how your wife just gets murked at the end of Game of Thrones, you know, in such an unceremoniously, ceremonious way. Uh, she's just absolutely trashed. And it yeah. do- doesn't matter if she became your wife or not, or decides to love you or not. She's like, I'm just not good at fighting. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I can't live through this. What? I can't live through this. What was the one girl you play as his name again? Mira? Mira, yeah. Remember when she got her head chopped off? That was fucked up. Yeah, and that didn't need to happen. She could have had her 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 guy uh yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. It, I chose for her to get her head knocked off and but still I'm like that's not cool. Don't yeah, it do was that. it would have been rude. Yeah. Um yeah, or or uh like a lot of the dealings with, uh, like that first episode where the guy you play as for most of the first episode uh, dies at the end of it, and you're like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. I wasn't. I guess he wasn't a main main character. Um, yeah, just like there's a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, right? In all around Game of Thrones, that like, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll wonder aloud at you, Dustin. Will that do? Do you remember that kind of stuff? In an interesting way, or are you kind of just done with that story? In, in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. Th- I know that, like, on the larger scale, you you did not like that story, but like, did that stuff stick with you? Like the, those moments I'm talking about. Um, I mean, I remember them when you bring them up, but it's not like I'm not. I don't find myself like thinking about Telltale Game of Thrones ever. Yeah, that's fair. Um, cool art style. Though. I I think I think I'll probably remember this episode of Batman though. Like. I, I think it has some cool, like, you're in a big group of memorable villains. The stuff with John Doe is very, I liked that a lot. I liked, uh, like, learning who this guy is, learning, oh, no, he just isn't the Joker yet, but he's in the very, very real spot where he could become yeah. a Joker. Just and a, a cool central idea. Yeah, and they just do a good job with the intimidation in this episode like it's it's just very high intensity this whole episode just everything about it feels like some if any one thing goes wrong i'm toast (laughs) i yeah i'm pretty toast pretty fast i i think if i was really there bane would kill me yeah i i think i'm gonna remember this one more than the first episode of this season for example where it was just kind of a standard start of the story. Some Telltale seasons start out pretty strong, but I feel like this one takes some, you got to ease into it a little bit. If you were, here's a, here's a fun mind palace for you, Dustin, to uh, admire the furnishings of. If you were in this situation that Bruce is in real life, actual you, Dustin, uh, (laughs) you're, you're brought into the headquarters for whatever reason they think you can help. (laughs) And, uh, you need to make good with the four characters in real life. Actually, think about 
like these people existing being criminally murderous people and you need to like get the four of them on your side john doe harley quinn mr freeze bane mm-hmm. which ones do you think you would do well at or not i think i would do well with john doe since i think he he's unhinged but he is a pretty friendly guy um one thing i liked in this episode uh not not to steer off the question but um so when you go in his house his little house one of the pictures on the wall is blank and he says it's for batman yeah and bruce's like you like batman and john's just like yeah he's just so cool i saw him and he was just this like cool guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is a guy who wants to be friends with everybody put pictures of his friends on his wall Mm -hmm. i feel like it would be pretty easy i i feel like you just have to be like sincere with the guy like if you lie to him and you break that trust he will be devastated Mm-hmm. But if you're, like, an actual good friend to him, I feel like you'll just be on his good side. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I agree so much. Like, an actual good friend would call you on your bullshit sometimes. And I don't know if John has the constitution to take that. I think... A lot, like, actual constructive criticism. Say, like, hey, dude, I, I know that you might not like this word because of your whole deal, but that thing you just said was maybe a little insane. Uh, <laughs> You're acting like a real clown today. <laughs> <laughs> that one feels like it might be a little too much. Yeah, you're acting like a real jester. <laughs> you're you're acting like someone who tells a lot of jokes. Yeah, a laugher, a comedian. Uh, <laughs> there is a there is a funny part in this episode. Uh, it's a part with uh, what's her name, Regina, mm-hmm. um, in the elevator. And she's really just fucking bewildered. It's <laughs> amazing that you're considering this a funny part, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's when it's when she says, uh, "Is is this some kind of a joke?" And then Harley says, "Do I look funny to you?" And then she just kind of looks at her and John dressed out, dressed up as clowns. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I I am wondering why Harley Quinn is dressed like a harlequin if she's not formed by joker you know well joker's not necessarily a clown right now either he doesn't have like the lipstick or anything too maybe he gets they do call him a clown though because he's got a pure white face green hair and dresses like a clown i guess that's true (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's a lot by the way i i noticed as well i told you last uh episode the things they color Uh on joker are his green hair his green eyes and the third purple button of his vest Mm. i missed one they also color his left sock and not his right (laughs) what the fuck yeah no he's just got some color (laughs) uh (laughs) what does that the importance of the left sock i don't know i mean i think it's specifically not important and that's that's kind of like the off kilter aspect with john doe in comparison uh harley quinn they uh they color all the red parts of her suit and nothing else Mm -hmm. uh which is is kind of like a really interesting look if her face is also grayscale um bane is all black and white except the the venom in his tubes uh oh okay yeah what it it, like when he gets the veins all over him are those yeah yeah you see that that's Um, kind of a cool 
idea. Yeah, and Mr. Freeze is blue. They, they, they let him stay blue, blue uh, in, <laughs> in Shadow's mode. That's interesting. I feel like it, it, that, he would just work just pure white. I think they've done Mr. Freeze's before where he's just white, but maybe, maybe that would just be too much with both Harley and John Doe. Are you saying white, like the color white or white? Like icy, whitey? yeah. Like icy oh, okay. white color. Yeah, I, maybe they're doing it like that specifically because there's this shadows thing to give them an edge in shadows mode. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, so let's, we should talk about our choices where we left our characters. I left Harley angry. Ooh. Because she was captured. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I left Harley? her happy. That, that's happy. the opposite. Yeah, okay. that is the exact opposite. I'm sure Bane would not. Well, Bane didn't get one of these. So Bane who cares what yeah. he thinks? Bane and Freeze did not get one of these. Gordon is skeptical. Ooh. What's your Gordon? My Gordon is worried. Yeah, mine is skeptical because I think he thinks that Batman like just traded loyalties to Waller. Um, but right. like... For the reasons that we've already talked about, it's not that big of a deal, Gordon. I'm just... Yeah, don't worry. She's, Take a chill pill, she man. She seems very fine. Uh, we Alfred, could just all go out for ice cream. Alfred is stressed. Yeah, same for me. Uh, Tiffany is worried. John is same. sad because Harley was captured. Hmm. Is that what you... For you're... me... No, John is happy for me. Oh, John and Harley are both happy. Okay, I think you just yeah. did better this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it just worked out that uh, the the person who you helped, Bane, it doesn't matter. No one cares what, how he feels. Yeah, uh, and Waller is content. Waller is also content for me. And I am of the 95% of people that did do the pinky swear with John. I did too. Of course of I'm going to Of swear. course I'm going to do a pinky swear. Why not? That does seem like, like in the moment, I'm thinking... In classic Telltale fashion, this could be something that bites me in the ass later. Yeah. But right now, I have no reason not to. At this specific point in time, he seems like not that bad a guy. Yeah, I bet his pinky isn't even gross. <laughs> well, uh, plenty of time for that. Segments. Segments. Ah! Let's do our segments. Golden moment. Harley car. Harley in the car. Okay, that's a good one. I... I put just hanging out with the villains, like when you're trying to appeal to them. Mm. I just thought it was neat having Bruce Wayne just having to be one of the guys on the team. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does like make me be a little sympathetic for Bane, where he's like actually trying to give Harley and John's new guy a shot, but he's fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> like i guess yeah like like bane bane is uh you know from bruce's perspective really off put by everything but really i think you need to be pretty on the level to even give bruce wayne a shot in your secret criminal organization yeah yeah everyone like everyone in the world knows who this guy is it's probably too much exposure but bane's like all right <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not all about it, but I, I won't immediately I'm, kill you. I'm going to be cool about this. Uh, but yeah, Harley in the car is just so intimidating in a way that yeah. I think is... Uh, it's surprising that they pulled it off in the way they did. Um, yeah, totally. And it led Not just to, that, but... Oh, sorry, the, 
not just that, but the scene when you're breaking into uh, the Wayne Tech lab. Yeah. And Tiffany's just waiting there, and you're like, Tiffany, I, I get you're upset. There is a uh, psychotic uh, clown woman out there who will bash your head in with a mallet. So please just be <laughs> quiet. Yeah. <laughs> And even even John was like, I convinced John to not say anything about her to Harley. And he's like, well, I don't want to lie to Harley, but I'll do it for you, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. He he sounds kind of like Marty McFly's dad. It, well, the way you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it the wrong way. <laughs> I don't but. think he does sound that way in the actual game. But kind of. I don't think I'm like super duper far off. No, but I, I think the I would only make that connection in the way that you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the in between. I'm the missing link between I think so. John Doe and and Mr. McFly. Yeah, and also Homestar's Ronald Reagan impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, weekly guy. I for the same reasons I'm giving it to Harley Quinn. Harley is very good in this episode. I would have given it to her if I wasn't just so into what they were doing with John Doe, who I gave it to. Okay. Did you give it to John last episode? I don't think I did last episode. No, I gave it to Gordon last week. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think this I think this is a strong time to give it to John. Uh Yeah. He's... I I was I was just really into what it seems like they're setting up with him and just the way they're portraying him in this where he really can just be he he's like clay that can be molded in whatever direction right now i think that's a very interesting take on him but harley is great too this is a very different take on harley quinn as we've already discussed yeah and also think about it like this is the fourth episode of the series with john doe in it and still it just feels like we're like only now let in this is a really slow burn on this character yeah uh Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel slow it feels like a appropriate amount of space they're giving him uh, yeah, I think that's totally. a good one. But yeah, I, I am giving it to Harley. I think just Im- impressively written. Uh, yeah, choice, Harley's great too. Choice cut is Harley slushy. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good choice. Um, yeah, and, I might have a theme. You, all my segments are about to. that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all one condensed little spot. It, it really touched me. I, I'm glad. It, it was a very good scene. Mm-hmm. Um I gave it to Pinky swearing with John. I was like, "That's oh, another good one." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it it I already said, but it's a choice that I feel like could be used against me later. But I still felt so strongly. I was like, "Oh yeah, of course I'm gonna do this," along with ninety five percent of players. Yeah, uh, and another option for choice cut I thought about was uh, Bane wants you to kill one of his henchmen because he was uh, potentially disloyal potentially disloyal yeah and like i'm sure that you didn't do it right right i didn't either the 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 idea that the game is just gonna be i'm not just gonna kill one of these guys dude (laughs) yeah at that at that point i had already talked to john and mr freeze so i was like i basically already have their votes and i just need the majority i'm not gonna kill this guy for one vote oh I i should note i did not get the majority vote interesting yeah how did, how did that go but you well, were so still brought along i talked to freeze and i said like hey you know i've got a lot of tech stuff i could potentially uh, potentially help out your thing with your wife and he goes really what would you you would do that for friends and like then he says like oh we're not <laughs> friends and i i'm like okay then my people i would do it for my people 
And then he's like, oh, you're just postulating. You're just some suit. I, I'm not going to be friends with you. So that like. So you didn't so get I lost vote. freeze. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. I got freeze. I I forget what exactly I said, but I did say I could help him. Yeah, but I I think it's probably true that you can't. Right. Like his wife is dead. Um, yeah. In, in that block of ice. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, but I got John and I got um, Harley. And then, yeah, I didn't get Bane for that reason, because I didn't kill his guy. Um, so it was a tie? So it was a tie, but then they went on the side of having me come along because I was the only person that knew how to work the EMP. Okay, I, I guess that makes sense. That's a good reason to bring you along. Wouldn't that be interesting if you could just be like... Well, I wonder where it would go if you just get left behind. It's like, well, the episode ends there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, I'll, I'll wait for you guys. And then 10 minutes of <laughs> you real just time wait there. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> just Bruce sitting down occasionally looks at his watch. You have to hold the A button for 10 minutes. And if your finger comes off the button, it starts over the timer. <laughs> ooh, sorry. Try again. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I want to make a game wondering like that where now. the fridge is. <laughs> it would be great, I think. Yeah, it sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> so that's our game. That's our show. That's the yeah, game. That I made. liked it. I, I, yeah, we did a good job with this episode. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Telltale did a good job with this episode. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Like last week, I do feel like was I liked last week's episode fine, but I do think this episode, I actually felt things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got through that ironclad exterior. Dustin's always talking about, huh? They melted my Mister Freezy heart. Yeah, I. I, I guess on the whole, I'm conflicted. I think that what they've that. done with John and what they've done with Harley is a lot more interesting than anything going on with the Riddler last episode or the agency mm-hmm. or Gordon. Uh, so like I'm, I'm on board with, with that, like the more character driven stuff. I still think that like, I was hoping this episode would kind of lean more into, well, if we don't have the same tone as the first season, let's at least have a noticeably different thing thing that is itself interesting in the second season i don't really think we have that and for that reason i'm I'm a little like i'm I'm a little i'm finding it a little lackluster i guess but that the the character stuff is still pretty interesting uh and i like yeah seeing how it's going i think for me it's it really is the john doe stuff and like the the potential of that going forward like if the whole season ends up being about whether or not you create the Joker, I think that's an interesting enough theme that I'm on board with. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it is. That's it, It's even advertised that way, right? Like, seeing yeah. the happy or sad Joker in the, uh, um, like, box art for the thing. It's, right. It's definitely about that. Um, I still don't feel like we've arrived there. Like, it's it's been two episodes of... Like, I, I I would almost hesitate to call this an in-betweener. This has a little bit of the vibe of an in-betweener. Um, but because of that Harley stuff and because of the character stuff, I'm I'm giving that a bit of a pass because it doesn't feel like an in-betweener, even though it functions like one. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. It, it feels more important to me. Y- yeah, but like when you think about the, the overall plot of how the season's probably going to going or going to be going, it isn't you know like it like it isn't one of the critical episodes the whole 
Riddler arc was the first episode. And now we're moving toward a place where in the future, the agency is going to be messing with this group of villains and John Doe's fate is in, it's in uh, jeopardy. So like that's really is that's the where Clementine. we're going to be going, and it just isn't happening yet. So it really is an in betweener. But because of that stuff, uh, and I, I really that this is why she's my weekly guy. It, it really is credit to Harley Quinn that it does not feel like an in betweener episode like some of them do. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's our podcast. We did a good job. I we killed it this week. I I I think that it was good. Hey, let's do a fist bump. <laughs> Our fists make such interesting sounds. Uh, you can catch us next week we'll, uh, where we will hit Batman the Enemy Within Episode 3. Uh, please just subscribe to us wherever you're hearing us now. You can be subscribed to podcasts anywhere, man. It's so easy. Just think about please telling subscribe. the tale and then you're subscribed. That's how it works. Please, please subscribe to us. Please subscribe. Uh, if you do, you'll be notified when we continue with Batman the Enemy Within and then as we do the stuff after that. Uh, so, until next time, have a great summer. Have a great summer.